So today is the 12th of September, 2021. We gather together with the intent to train and practice uh, training our hearts and minds. And this mind of ours is something that is trainable. It can be trained. And we see, what if we don't train our mind? Then we simply use our life uh, day by day. We wake up and the sun rises. We prepare ourselves for work. Then we work uh, all day long. Then we uh, rest a bit before nighttime. We eat some uh, delicious food. Then we rest, maybe watch a, a movie or watch some uh, TV that we like. And then when night falls, uh, that's the end of the day already. And we rest during that night. And time simply goes on like this. It goes by. The days and nights pass by like this. We see what is it like to have uh, freshness uh, for the mind. We see that the body that has life is the body that has freshness. Similarly, the mind that has life is the mind that has freshness. It's just like a tree in the rainy season. It's uh, green and lush and verdant. And if we don't uh, train our minds and we simply get lost in the days and nights as they're passing by and the mind doesn't develop, doesn't improve at all. And the lifetimes that have passed already for us, there's no counting the number of births that the mind has gone through. So we've been lost in this uh, cycle of birth and death, we can say for many hundreds of thousands, or even more than that, uh, many, many, many lifetimes beyond counting. We can see if we look for the beginning of the cycle of birth and death, we can't find a beginning. So this means that we've been born uh, many, many times. And in this life, we've been born as humans, and we see having a human life is this much suffering. And it's ignorance, craving, and attachment that take us to be born again. So we have the very good fortune to be born as humans, but we still have various types of suffering and discomfort. We can see in the past, um, when the world was less materially developed, there were no cars, for instance, so to go anywhere would be uh, difficult, be dukkha, be suffering. There'd be a lack of... Uh, the modern medicines that we have nowadays. And this would be another type of suffering, the lack of medicine. And so we may think that the world being developed is happiness, is pleasurable. So we've been born at this, in this day and age when the world has developed a lot. A hundred years ago, even 50 years ago, life was much more difficult. So this time in the world, the world is developed in many various ways, but still the mind suffers the same as before. And in fact, the mind has even more delusion, is lost even more. Because in the past, 
people would seek out the things that they like, that they enjoy all the same, but it would take more time. For instance, to get some food that one likes, perhaps the restaurant or place to get food was far away, so it would take time to, to reach it. But nowadays it's easier. If one has money, one can order whatever food one likes online, for instance, and receive that food. So the development of the mind is the mind that has knowing. Knowing arises in the mind. But this technological, material development does not lead to development of the mind. So we can consider if we, is it possible to make a machine that can help the mind to develop? For instance, if the mind has anger, is there a method such as loading an, an app onto one's phone and then that app can reduce one's anger in one's heart? For instance, one opens the app and links it to one's mind and presses a button to reduce the anger. But no one's uh, thought to do this, no one's capable of doing this, reducing the greed or the aversion or the delusion in the heart. But uh, instead, the things that people think of actually lead to more greed, more aversion, and more delusion. If one thinks without wisdom, leads to even more clinging. And as the world develops, there's more duties and more uh, work as well. So whatever level the world develops to, we still have this delusion, this quality of being lost in the world. Because the mind that follows the world is the mind that's lost. And Lumpucha would say that being lost in the world is being lost in the moods and sense impressions, the aramanas. So we have to train our mind not to be lost in these sense impressions. So we have to study and learn that the mood and sense impression is one thing and the mind is another. They're separate. So we can say, well, what is, a, what is a mood or sense impression? What is this aramana? Well, we have the rupa aramana, the materiality uh, sense impressions like hot or cold, hard or soft. We have sounds. We have tastes like sour, sweet, and bitter, and so on. We have all the objects of the six senses, including the mind like thoughts arising in the mind. We call this the dhamma aramana. So the dhamma is a sense, or dhamma aramana arises in the mind. We can ask, well, what is that like? Well, for the mind without mindfulness and wisdom, then that mind clings to these uh, sense phenomena. So when we receive these sense impressions, we have to use our mindfulness as well. And sometimes we meet with someone who's sick, who's not well, who has some difficulty in their life. It could be our mother or father, brother or sister or close friend and so on. And they have uh, suffering in their hearts. And so we, we listen to them, we listen to their story, we listen to uh, we listen to their suffering, about their suffering. And if we listen without mindfulness, then we'll chase after that mood, we'll chase after that sense impression, 
and that will lead to suffering for us. And if we listen to something we like, a story we like, we'll feel happiness and pleasure. And if it's something we dislike, we'll feel pain and suffering. So we have to be very careful with this and do our meditation practice, do our chanting to give rise to mindfulness and samadhi in our minds. So we have to be very careful in the present moment because the kilesas, the defilements, arise in the present moment. We see that clinging arises when the six sense objects contact their respective sense doors. And then feeling arises and ignorance, craving and attachment arise in the mind. So if we simply see the sense impression arise and cease, that's the end of it. That's the mind being separate from sense impressions. We see sense impressions are just sense impressions. The mind is the mind. They're separated. And if mindfulness and samadhi aren't enough, then we have to do our chanting. We can listen to someone's story, listen to what they have to say, but we listen with mindfulness. And we can chant internally as we listen. But it's not that we don't know what they're talking about. We still attend to what they're saying and know what they're talking about, the content of their story. But we chant and have mindfulness in our minds at the same time. So we're intent to listen, but at the same time, we have mindfulness in our hearts, have this quality of carefulness and restraint in our minds, such that we don't cling to the moods and sense impressions that we come into contact with. But in the beginning of our Dhamma practice, then the mind simply has to chase after moods and sense impressions, and this is normal. So we have to gradually train our minds to improve in the beginning, it can be very agitated and chaotic. The mind's very troubled and hot. But it improves as we keep training and keep practicing. So we do this with sincerity. Uh, we truly make an effort to train our minds. So give it a try. We work about eight hours a day. And so in a given day, you have to do your uh, meditation a lot, be with your meditation object a lot throughout the day. And then when you have a day off, such as Saturday or Sunday, you can uh, practice the eight precepts, for instance, on those uh, days off. And this is building even more parami, even more spiritual virtue. And on these days off, you can sit meditation for maybe three or four hours on those days off. And for lay people on a given day, even if they're working, should sit no less than one hour in a given day. This is something one must do. And then when there's a day off or a holiday, one can do more meditation. So this is training our mind to seek out our own mind. And one must have effort in this. If one lives heedlessly, then the days and nights pass without end. And no value arises for our, ourselves, for our minds. Our Whatever we like arises and ceases. Whatever we dislike arises and ceases. And we're simply born again. And born into a new life, we have to study again. We have to grow up again. We have to work again. Uh, take on various duties again in the world. 
and according to our parami, as we're reborn, we get we may get more wealth, more material things, but we also get more old age, more sickness, and more death. Uh, do you see? It's like that. So, if we have the merit and spiritual virtues, or as we're reborn, we seek to be intent to build our parami even more, to build our spiritual virtues even more. We practice generosity to the utmost of our ability. We train in sila, in virtue. We do meditation, we cultivate the mind to give rise to merit and goodness in our hearts. So we're born again and we uh, train our minds such that we get a good birth. And if one has sufficient merit or me, one can choose uh, what one's life will be like. One can choose one's, uh, the quality of one's rebirth. It's like picking out one's food. One is careful to pick out uh, good food, such as food that's uh, free of the COVID virus, foods that, food that is clean and safe because one sees the danger to one's life that could be there. So choosing the moods and sense impressions that we have in our mind is the same way. We have to use our mindfulness and wisdom, and be very careful in the sense impressions and, sense impressions and moods that we choose to be uh, very careful with this. When greed, aversion, or delusion are present in the mind, then know them right there. So may you have effort in this practice and train your minds in this way. May you all be intent in this practice.